Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Rozeal and I am the host to the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games today. Dalton Roberts, USA Wrestling Olympic hopeful, fantastic dude. Really get into the nitty gritty of Olympic wrestling. Again, it's one of the first sports that they had in the very first game. So I really love having wrestlers on because they have that sense of pride and that sense of determination that you don't find in everybody else. Not to say that the other athletes don't, it's just a I don't know. When talking to a few different wrestlers now, it's a, it's definitely different, and they take a huge sense of pride in understanding that this was one of the first um, sports in the Olympic Games, which I think is super cool. So Dalton comes on, really explains, you know, how he got into wrestling. It's a hilarious story, just like how you know all of these athletes have a very. There's one point in time where it's a very fork in the road kind of situation. Some of them are random, some of them are specific, but they're all incredible, and in how now we have Dalton potentially making the Olympic games because of a slice of pizza. That's all I'll say. So really, really love it. Um, very excited. Uh, thank you so much for listening. He's great. I'm happy that you're here. Uh, but first one more word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast? Um, I did. And it was the, one of my favorite things that I've ever done. So I'm super, super happy and super glad that I did. I used launchingpodcast.com. They're a step-by-step easy course, a video course that'll show you exactly how to create brand and launch your very own podcast. Um, It took me from, hey, I wanted to start a podcast to this is my fourth episode, fantastic, and then I can run with it from here. So make sure to check them out if you're interested. It helped me brand myself, brand awareness for my company. It helped me become a thought leader in the space. It helped me develop some incredible, incredible relationships I would not have otherwise. So very happy that I had that opportunity. And if you're interested in doing any of those things, highly suggest at least checking it out and using promo code Mike for $50 off. It's promo code Mike at launchingpodcast.com for $50 off their video course on how to create your very first podcast. So thank you to them and thank you to Dalton. So here he is. Enjoy the episode. All right, today, special guest Dalton Roberts of USA Wrestling 2020 Olympic hopeful, born July 21st, 1996, and grew up in Fowlerville, Michigan, started wrestling in the seventh grade, which kind of sounds late, so I'm curious about that story. Uh, Second, in his senior year, he placed second at States, but during high school, he had two national championships under his belt. During college, he's a two-time university national champ in 16 and 17 at Northern Michigan University. His first international competition is in 2012, which is when he joined Team USA. 2018, he's a U.S. Open champ in the World Team Trials champion. And as I said, it's been with Team USA since about 2012, so he's got some, uh, got some mileage under his belt. Dalton, appreciate you hanging out this day, man. I appreciate Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's just let's just jump right into it. Um, tell us about growing up in Fowlerville, Michigan, and uh, you know, if we have that mitten, you know, where exactly Fowlerville is. Yeah. Um, so Fowlerville is just about um, it's halfway between Detroit and Lansing. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I can't, I don't have two hands right now, but it'd be right here if you can awesome. see my index. Love it. Um, but or that was my middle. But um, Fowlerville is a small uh, farm town. I had, uh, two, I think 200 kids in my graduating class. Um, very, very, uh, small community. Um, I started wrestling in the seventh grade, which is, uh, a little later than most, you know, I knew kids that started wrestling before they could walk, you know? Um, and that's just kind of how the sport is. There's a lot of kids that start off just really young. I didn't have any interest in it. Um, I was playing football and soccer, and then I have a twin brother. Uh, we're fraternal twins. He wrestled in college, too, at uh, 
Olivet College, downstate Michigan. But uh, he, so, you know, brothers fight and whatnot. And uh, one day in the seventh grade, there was wrestling signups. And there was free pizza at the wrestling signups. Bang. I had I had no interest, but he ended up going. And the coach made him a deal. He said, you can only get a piece of pizza. You sign up and you go to one practice. He went to that one practice, as promised. And uh, he learned a couple moves. And later in that week, we got into a fight. And I think he cradled me or he headlocked me. Either way, though, um, before that, you know, our fights were back and forth. But never in my life had I felt so um, helpless. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like, maybe I got to try this wrestling thing out. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't feel that way again, especially to my brother. It's embarrassing. Um, and so I went out and I started wrestling. And uh, it's all kind of just history from there. It started with him getting some free pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, going through high school, we we're training partners, practice partners. We fight all the time, still in practice. But uh, it definitely made us better for it. That's awesome. I love every single story that I get to hear from hopefuls and, and Olympic athletes. Uh, there's always like one just random thing. And it turns out, you know, now you're an incredible, one of the best in the world at something. And it just happened to be a free slice of uh, Michigan pizza. Like it just doesn't like, it's, yeah. I, I just, that stuff gives me, yeah. I just love it so much. Um, that's fantastic, man. So um, do you now have the upper hand on your brother? Could we, could we firmly say that? Um, I'd say technically, yeah, but he's bigger than me. He's uh, okay. since graduating college um and he's working a full-time job now he's not working out he's a a coach at a high school um or he's assistant Mm -hmm. there but uh he's definitely gotten bigger and uh i actually have two brothers and i'm the smallest of the three of us but i'm the oldest Um, oh yes there you go so you'll always have that on him you're the yeah i got the age but uh you know he beat me in a street fight i'd give him that much he's stubborn well, hey, maybe uh, maybe he can come watch at the 2020 games. We'll see how that yeah. goes. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Um, so what? So obviously, getting into wrestling was—I'm uh, not going to call it quite a self-defense, but it's more of a hey, I have to compete with my brother. I mean, what what kept you there, though? You know, it's it's pretty easy to like be able to say, okay, like we're we're good now. I don't really want to do this. But what what really yeah. kept you around? Um, it's a weight class sport, so um, you know, I was I was really light. In junior high and high school, I was 70 pounds in junior high and in like the seventh and eighth grade. I'm a small kid, uh, getting to the point where uh, playing football, I wasn't getting the plays or the ball at all because I would just get run over, which mm-hmm. is understandable. Yeah. Kids are starting to grow up at that age and going into high school. And I, at soccer, I was pretty good at soccer, but I was still really light. I'd get pushed around a lot. And uh, wrestling, it was a sport where I could compete with people my size. Um, The whole playing field was fair. Mm -hmm. The only thing you had to get better at was being better athlete or being Mm -hmm. better technically wise or being stronger, faster, um, getting better lungs. But as far as size, I was competing against people my my size. And uh, I think that's Mm -hmm. what kind of kept me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an even playing field based on size. Like, as you were saying with football, you know, they're, they're 300 pound linemen and then there's the 180 pound running back. Right. And that guy's just going to yeah. get crushed, but it sounds like because it was more of an even, um, playing, I guess we'll just keep using playing field. And it really does come down to, as you said, technique and, and skills 
and, and you know, what you can do and how much you can, be, how much better you can be than rather than just, you just going up against some dude that's two times your size, you're probably going to lose yeah, that. So exactly. Very cool, man. I love it. I mean, that, that definitely makes sense. And clearly, um, you know, the thirst for victory helped because you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep one going back. So, um, so obviously high school, as we said, uh, you know, second year, senior year in state, but you had two national championships. Tell us, well, actually timeout, just define what Greco Roman wrestling is and how it differs from what sounds like what you do at the high school level, which is freestyle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so there's three styles of wrestling. Okay. Um, folk style is only practiced in the U S uh, okay. we just have to be different. So we made our own style. Yeah, of course. And that's, um, that's, across high school and then college ncaa is you're watching folk style Mm -hmm. right and then the rest of the world there are two styles and those are the two styles competed at the olympics freestyle and greco Mm -hmm. and um across um just the u.s really we only practice freestyle and greco in the summer it's Mm -hmm. a kind of a summer thing when the folk style season ends um is when you you practice that and so i wanted to i was enjoying wrestling so much I was like, you know what, I want after the folk style season ends, you know, in the winter, I want to wrestle all year round. That's all I want to do. And so um, we ended up training at this club called TNT under uh, this uh, coach named Dave Reif. And we would practice out of a barn, out of other high schools. We practice everywhere. And this was all, uh, you know, in the summer. And uh, the, the first time I won nationals was in 2012. And it was in Akron, Ohio. And the tournament was probably about a month out. And coach was like, you know, this tournament's coming up. And if, you, if anyone wins it, you get to travel to the world championships. And uh, so a bunch of our guys went. Like, we didn't have any expectation. I didn't have any expectation of winning. I had mm-hmm. the number one seed first round. And I actually had lost to him. But how the bracket worked out is I beat the guy that beat him and then a couple others. And I made the finals and I ended up winning it. And then they're like, okay, you're going to Azerbaijan. And at the time, I didn't even know how to spell it. I don't even know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just, that was, I think that tournament definitely changed my life in the fact that I got to see um, how the rest of the world wrestles. Mm-hmm. I got my butt kicked in the first round by Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and that was in Greco. I um, I wrestled freestyle and Greco in the summers and folk style. Um, that was 2012. I think that was my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was light all of my high school career until um, my senior year. So my freshman year, I was 85 pounds wrestling 103. Whoa. Uh, 103 was the, the lightest weight class in the state of Michigan. And I wrestled that weight class all four years. So freshman year, I was 85, um, wrestling 103. Sophomore year, I was 95, so still about eight pounds light. Junior year, finally got about 105, so I would just skip a meal the night of weigh-ins, make weight, mm-hmm. all was good. Senior year, I was cutting to 103, and um, that was the year that I took second. Uh, the guy that I beat in the regional final weeks before the state tournament beat me in the state final. Mm-hmm. He went on to wrestle at Cornell. But uh, 
that that was about my high school career. Mm-hmm. I also won a, a national championship my junior year in Greco mm-hmm. at uh, Fargo. But uh, throughout high school, I was just wrestling year round. I didn't take many breaks. Mm-hmm. I might take like a couple days off after a big tournament. I get back to it, and I'm kind of like that now. Um, I'm trying to peak more, and so um, my schedule varies. But um, if I take too long of a break, I find that I get restless, or that mm-hmm. I just I need to do something. Yeah, 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 and that's how I was in high school. I love it, man. That's a great story. I mean, yeah, being so undersized for those first two years of high school. I mean, I'm sure that increased your skills and your technique at that point because you're still winning, right? You're still, it's not like yeah. you're going out and going over. Um, so I think that that's really interesting. So if you don't mind, actually, can you describe the difference between folk freestyle and Greco for us? Just kind of like a very, very like general, like, okay, these are, these are two or three main differences so we can get a good understanding. Yeah. Um, so like I said, freestyle and Greco are, um, the two Olympic styles mm-hmm. Greco Roman is, um, what I practice compete at. And then there's freestyle. The difference between freestyle and Greco is that Greco, uh, we can only attack from the waist up. Okay. And, um, so you can't, and I can't use my legs to trip or, um, hook in any fashion to score points. Mm-hmm. And I can't grab my opponent's legs. Um, as far as like the scoring, um, eight an eight point difference automatically uh, finishes the match or mm-hmm. a pin. Mm-hmm. Um, freestyle, very similar, but um, they have the whole body to attack. So they can attack okay. legs. They can use their legs to attack. Scoring is very um, the same. Um, the technical fall or um, so the match uh, stops at a 10 point uh, difference in freestyle. So mm-hmm. only a two point difference. Um, pins will end a match folk style is what we uh what is practiced in high school and college in the u.s and the scoring is completely different you hmm. can't slam people or throw people you're uh, penalized for that um there's more emphasis on controlling your opponent and so you get points or riding time if you um just kind of sit on them or mm-hmm. you know hold them down to the mat not expose whether they're exposing their back or not um it's a much slower pace um style of wrestling the tech fall or um so the match stops if there's a 15 point difference whoa okay yeah so um and in college the the matches are um three minutes two uh the periods are two minutes three minutes three minutes i believe so mm-hmm. or what is it? it ends up being a seven point mm-hmm. okay. um or a seven minute match i believe so it's a longer match and it tends to be um less exciting yeah less exciting <laughs> there's like there's there's less action um, being, yeah. being scored and um mm-hmm. it's kind of just it's slower um that's what i i didn't like about it and it's harder to view it's i don't think it's very spectator friendly mm-hmm. um as opposed to greco or freestyle where matches can be over in 20 seconds you know big mm-hmm. throws roles um and the rest of the world love it yeah 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 yeah. that's interesting that the united states picks the most boring style uh per se um considering how much we like you know blowing stuff up usually you'd think would be a little bit more exciting but that's kind of funny i like that um so thank you for that i appreciate it so now we understand if you're watching ncaa um it's going to be much much different than if you turn on 
um, wrestling in the Olympics. So that's very cool. So tell us about uh, tell us about your time in the NCAA. I mean, you won two university national championships in sixteen and seventeen. Um, Northern Michigan University. Clearly, you're rocking and rolling there. I mean, tell us like how how you saw yourself grow as a person, but also as a wrestler in those those time. I mean, again, congratulations! You graduated like a couple months ago too, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so the, the university nationals aren't, um, the Not same it. as NCAAs. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, cause at Northern Michigan university where I train currently and where I just graduated from, uh, we don't have an NCAA wrestling team. We just mm. have an Olympic training site ah, okay. where we have about 50 wrestlers that train Greco Roman full time. We wrestle, uh, two days, two times a day, six times a week. But, uh, as far as um, university nationals, those were uh, that was a tournament where our coaches push us to wrestle. It happens right after the college season or the NCAA season, mm-hmm. and it gives the NCAA wrestlers a chance to compete in freestyle and Greco. Very cool. And um, in 2017, it was for a world, te- uh, the university world team, which we uh, the world championships were in Turkey. We didn't mm-hmm. have going. Because at the time, Turkey was having a military coup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a very safe place. Yeah, so that makes sense. The U.S. didn't send anyone to the World Championships that year. Um, but the I, – and I believe at that – in 2017, I made the junior and the senior team. And I used um, the university uh, national championships as kind of a warm-up tournament for the junior world championships. and. I actually won I another one of those tournaments where I, I didn't have much of an expectation of winning. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out there, score points. It's a warm-up tournament. I won it, and I made the team, and I was like, shoot, like I might be going to Turkey, and <laughs> I, I believe it was Brazil that year uh, for the Junior World Championships. That was an exciting summer. We ended up going, but uh, it's a fun tournament because a lot of those folk-style guys, um, come and try out Greco at the national level. And some of them are really tough. I uh, barely beat the one in the semifinals. He wrestled at Missouri. Um, but it's it's a fun tournament. Uh, you know, United States Wrestling or USA Wrestling, we stopped with University Nationals after 2018. Mm-hmm. And they started U23, um, kind of a – an intermediate yeah. between junior and the senior level. And that's 2018. I won that in 2018. I mm-hmm. took second last year. I might have my years wrong. But, I was going to uh, say, yeah, <laughs> this is last year, I guess. Because 2018 was last year, right? And now it's 2019. Yeah. Yep. So I took second at U23's 2018. I mm-hmm. won it in 2017. Okay. But uh, universities and competing, um, that was always a fun tournament. And uh, just training here at NMU, as far as uh, the environment, you know, we're an Olympic training site, so we only train Greco. And we got mm-hmm. 50, I think at one point we had 55 guys Whoa. in the room across yeah. three mats. Um, and especially among the lighter weights, we have tough, tough guys. Um, guys I go head to head with in competition constantly. And, uh, I think that's good because I'm always being tested Mm -hmm. in the practice room and competition. Like, you know, the old adage, keep your, uh, friends close and your enemies closer, you know? Uh Uh Um, 
Yeah, man. To always be tested is uh is important. Yeah. So how have you been able to deal with those relate uh, deal with? Like, how have you been able to kind of separate the relationship of? I'm assuming you're friends with some of the guys that you wrestle with, but then once you step on the mat, it's pure competition. Um, how have you been able to kind of separate that either in your brain or or within your personal life to make sure that yeah, maybe some tiffs go a little bit further, but at the same time, it's you know everything on the mat is competition, everything off is you know we can, we're friends and everything's fine. Yeah. Um, it just, as you said it, you know, um, it's not easy to like put in your brain that, you know, and I practice with the same guys I compete against mm -hmm. almost day in and day yeah, out. Yeah. Um, you know, we're friends off the mat and we both, we all understand that, but, uh, we know it's not personal on the mat and he's going to come at me. And if I'm not ready for it, he's going to beat me. And so I gotta be, um, just as ready or more ready, uh, if I want to win. And, you know, um, our team is so close, close that, um, we're sp in certain situations, the guys I'm competing against, I'm sharing hotels with mm -hmm, sharing mm -hmm. long car rides with, um, the one year or just this last year when I took second at U 23s to Randon Miranda, who he's, a he's a, one of the training partners who I wrestle with all the time. He's number three on the, the world team at my weight. And, uh, we, we took, a nine-hour car ride, rental car ride, together from Marquette down to Akron, Ohio for that tournament. Wrestled mm -hmm. each other in the finals. He beat me with five seconds left in the third match. Mm. He wrestled two matches, and uh, the tournament's best two out of three in the finals. So I beat him in the first match. He beat me in the second match. Comes down to the third match, and he beats me with five seconds left. And then we have a nine-hour car ride back. Oh. Uh. Um, it, it's an, it, it was a little awkward car ride, but, uh, we both understand, you know, we can be friends off the mat, mm -hmm. but on the mat, um, you know, nothing personal. I don't hate you. Um, we just, we got to beat each other up. And I think as a wrestler, especially, um, you kind of just come to that conclusion, like, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that we, we dislike each other. We just, we got to do it cause it's what we love. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, we can share a sandwich and some beers or have a really long car ride, you know, whether we like, like it or not, you know, it's going to happen. We got to wrestle. Um, and through that competition, hopefully, you know, the better one gets sent to the world championships and has the best chance of, uh, of meddling. So, um, Man, that's, I think, ooh, yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is brutal. And I'm assuming there was, you guys had a good understanding that during the nine hour car ride down, there was a pretty solid chance that you were going to wrestle each other at some point. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Ooh, um, man, it's that it's is... cutthroat like that, but yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's how it's got to be. If we want to send the best person over to the world championships, the Olympic games, um, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. And it sucks to say that, but, uh, to have our best shot at the, the world mm -hmm. championships, the best guys got to win. And that's, kind of the process at the moment that is impressive dude i would i don't know if i'd be able to do that and that's why you do what you do <laughs> and uh, thankfully i do what i do um that is incredible um you know more power to your friend you know that's that's nice but that that's yeah. a great story and that really shows what it's like i mean a nine-hour car ride is not a fun car ride no matter what a nine-hour car ride after you just beat your one of your good friends and one of your you got beat by one of your good friends yeah yeah, I could see that car, at least the first few hours, being a little uncomfortable uh, and awkward. So more power 
more power to you, man. That is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you work you at um, Northern Michigan University. It is an Olympic training center, right? So yep. what have you seen and how have you seen yourself um, improve since you've been at an NMU and, and being able to compete against the best of the best in the country here, or at least some of the best of the best of the country here? How have you seen yourself improve ever, as a wrestler um, since, since you've been able to join that, that training facility? Yeah, um, I came up in 2014 after I graduated high school. And, uh, you know, I thought I was uh, this hot shot. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't win state, but I had two na- uh, Greco national championships under my belt. I came in like, oh, man, you know, kind of hot-headed and cocky. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to kick butt right away. And for about those first three months, I was getting my butt handled <laughs> day in, day out. Uh-huh. The, um. I was just getting my ass kicked and uh, I think it was just me being persistent and stubborn saying, you know what, if I get scored on so many points today, tomorrow I'll get scored on less and less and less. And I started scoring some points. Um, And um, throughout the years, just trying to beat the guy that's better than me. And if he is better than me, then maybe he scores less. And then I get to the point where I start scoring points and I start beating them. And, uh, that that just level of progression is something that I've always enjoyed. And it's even more exciting to see now that I'm one of the older guys in the room, see our younger guys come in. I'm kicking their butt, you know, day in, day out. And then I start scoring less points. And then they're become, becoming more competitive. And everyone's getting to a higher level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that I have very – it's very hard to de- uh, describe because it's so – at, um, like frustrating because I'm like, oh, like, am I getting worse or are they getting that much better? And mm-hmm. then you look at where we were from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and throughout competitions and how everyone's progressing, and um, it's it's just exciting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, competition breeds excellence, right? And uh, if they're coming in just as you when you were the young guy they they have so much more room to grow right you're at the i don't want to say the 99th percentile but you're you're significantly better than them when they come in and they just have so much more room to grow so that way when you all start getting towards the top you know 95 96 97 there's less of a gap there than there is yeah. between you know 81 82 83 percentile so the ability to kind of have them rise up due to you you being able to to compete against them just as you were able to rise up competing against um, others when you were there in the beginning. And I also think it's great, you know, just your mindset of daily grinding. Like, okay, if you look at the whole picture of, okay, I want to go to the Olympics and you see where you start and you see where you need to end, it's very, you know, it's a huge, huge gap. But yeah, base it, okay, I just want to get scored upon less. Okay, let's just start doing that. Okay, now I just want to start scoring some points. And you do that. You just grind it out on almost a daily basis, it sounds like. Um, becomes a lot easier, you know. What, how do you know? How do you walk ten thousand steps? Well, ten thousand. One. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. start with one, and then you go ten thousand. So, you know, I love that, man. I think that's incredible that you're able to do that over that period of time. And I mean, clearly, it did well. Um, you know, let's let's just segue into 2018. I mean, you had an incredible year in 2018, um, and I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the fact that you were you know, fighting against and competing against some incredible competition on a daily basis. Um, team US Open champ, uh, world team trials champion. Uh, what was it? Second at the 20, U23 Worlds, correct? Uh, at the world team trials, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, like, yeah, just yeah. Take, it, take it from there. I'll, 
I'll start. Uh, 2018 was a was a wild year. Um, as I as I spoke on the you know the long card and what that was at the U23 uh, World Team Trials, which had happened in between the U.S. Open and the Senior World Team Trials. And so I'm I'm 22. I still I have one more year at that <laughs> age group. I can make that. Um, I could. I'm going to try to make that team um, this this year. However, last year I didn't make it. I took second to the guy that I had beat in the previous year, Randon. Um, but 2018, um, him and I went back and forth a lot. And then um, going into the Open, um, just about a month before that, our, um, our, so my freshman and sophomore year, I had, we had this assistant coach who was a, a world champion for Armenia. His name was Agassi Manukin. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he resigned after my sophomore year. And he was still living out in town. He had some health issues and uh, he ended up committing suicide mm. in March of 2018. We're actually coming up on the uh, yeah. anniversary in a couple, uh, I think eight days. Um, and that was, that was super hard for our team. And for me, especially cause I will, uh, I, I worked really close with him. Um, and I think going in that happened a month before the U S open last year and going into the open, I had wrote his name on my shoes and I, um, I told him, you know, I was going to win the U S open. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And so I made the finals against the guy that had, I had beat before, but we'd gone back and forth with, and I beat him nine to eight. And that put me into uh, the finals of the world team trials so i only had um one guy to wrestle to make the world team after making the winning the u.s open mm-hmm. it's a uh, best two out of three and that was two months after the open in tulsa oklahoma and i had wrestled the the pre- in 2017 he was a world team member so in the previous year and he was an Olympian for Uzbekistan in 2008. He's an older guy, but he's super technical. And I had actually lost the first match. And to make the team, I had to win the second and the third match. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes in wrestling, you know, you kind of enter this flow state mm-hmm. where uh, you're not thinking about how you're wrestling. You're just wrestling. And that's the best that I can describe it because that second, that third match went by so fast. And then after, after winning, coming from behind winning and making the team, um, I kind of just broke down. But uh, I think that whole year after um, that tragic event in March um, was kind of to him. And I I was, uh, you know, the goal is to medal at the world championships. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen, but uh, you know, it's. I think that lit some, some, uh, some fire under my belly because, um, I just I used it as fuel. I love it, man. That's incredible. Um, you know, obviously, very sorry to hear about your friend. Um, you know, that's just super unfortunate, and you know, you never wish that upon anyone. Of course, um, it's very disappointing. But, um, congrats to you and being able to utilize that and and have that motivate you to. Um, a couple incredible victories and, and some, some, uh, 
going up against some odds that did not seem in your favor at the time, but clearly you were able to to rock and roll with that. So congratulations on that, Dalton. I, it's a, I mean, it's it's a good story. It's not. It's a great story. It's not a good story, but um, you know, it happened, and and you were able to use that as fuel. So I commend you for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's a you can't control what happens in life exactly. sometimes, and uh, but you can control how you react to it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of how I looked at it. Is I could um be it it's easy to react the way that most would think right is you want to um and this goes for anything you know your mm-hmm. car breaks down on the side of the road you can either get pissed at it and kick the tire or you could start walking to your destination or figure it out and uh it's easy to get pissed and kick the tire but the hard thing is and it and it'll make you better for it is if you know you you start get the wheels rolling and do something in a positive direction Mm-hmm. absolutely man absolutely 100 percent um all right dude let's go on uh 2020 is right around the corner man so what um first actually if you don't mind explaining the qualification process um for what it would have to be for really just any wrestler um to make the the uh 2020 games yeah so um the the olympic trials um procedure and the uh to make the olympic team is somewhat similar to the what is the uh regular world team trials which um the world team trials happen in the non-olympic years the mm-hmm. three out of the four um of the quad the olympic trials you have to qualify for the the trials itself and there's tournament there's qualifying tournaments going up to that the mm-hmm. open um there's um smaller regional tournaments that qualify for the olympic team trials then um, to make the Olympic team, you have to march your way through the whole bracket. And you, so you wrestle everyone once or not everyone, but mm-hmm. whoever's in your path on mm-hmm. a standard bracket once, if you make the finals, that match is wrestled best two out of three. Okay. So, um, you know, you could win the first one, lose the second one comes down to the third one, or you just win two. That's how you make the Olympic team. Um, and then, um, you have to qualify your weight after that. And so okay. if you make the Olympic team, it's not that um, it's not automatic that you're going to the Olympic games. You have to qualify your weight for your country. Mm-hmm. So we're in the process of doing that right now so that someone at every weight can go to the Olympics for the U S and to do that, we have to medal at the Pan Am championships and the Pan Am games or, um, there's world qualifying um, tournaments mm-hmm. or challenge tournaments. Those will be in 2020. The, uh, the Pan Am championships happen next month. And that's what I'm training for currently mm-hmm. so that I can qualify our weight to wrestle the Pan Am games. If I qualify the weight for the Pan Am games, then um, hopefully I make this, this next world team. And the Pan Am Games are going to be used as a warm-up tournament to the World Championships this summer. So um, it it's a really complicated system yeah. qualifying <laughs> the weights. Uh-huh. Uh, but making the Olympic team is it's just regional tournaments and national tournaments that qualify you for um, the tri- the Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. And then the Olympic trials is just one tournament. I believe it's two days. It's usually held in Iowa, and you win that tournament, you're on the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. 
after that, um, just the process of qualifying the weight, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully going to the games. I love it, man. That's so. So essentially, it's just whoever wins. So only one person from every weight group or um, or weight division gets to make it. Correct. Yep. Um, so there's ten weight classes mm-hmm. in men's uh, freestyle Greco and then women's freestyle in the Olympic year that gets squished down to six in each style. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we're seeing it right now in 2019 because the year before everyone's trying to move, Mm -hmm. find their spot. Cause, um, so, uh, the lowest weight class I'm at right now is, uh, well, the world championships weights start at 55 kilos, 60, 63, and then 67 and up. But the Olympic weights are only 60 and 67. So those guys at 55 and 63 either move up or down, mm-hmm. depending yeah. where they're at. And they're kind of trying to find their spots right now in the year before the, the 2020 mm-hmm. Olympic year. And okay. so um, it's kind of interesting seeing that, seeing people move. Mm-hmm. And we'll see it more next year because, um, you know, if you're at that weight that doesn't go to the games, you know, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, – but yeah, the the weights there's ten right now. It gets bumped down to six in the Olympic year. Okay, that's interesting. I don't understand why they do that. And you're not this wrestling's not the only sport. I know they do it in judo and taekwondo and karate as well. Um, but I just don't understand why there are ten groups and then for the biggest competition for yeah. your sport, they're like, well, actually, those other four, you guys just figure it out. Like I just don't. It just does not make any sense to me. I I don't. I'm not understanding of why that is either. Um, someone told me it's because of the number of beds in the Olympic Village. I find that ridiculous. But I find that <laughs> really you just make more beds, believe. right? Like you just yeah. build a bigger hotel. Like get out of here. Like, that's I, don't, no sense. I, I hope that. I find that one hard to believe, but uh, yeah. I, I hope they're just Olympic messing year, with you. Yeah. It's four less, which. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. You're lucky. Well, I mean, not lucky, but you're, you're at 60, and that's one of the weight classes correct so that's yeah pretty yeah, easy for um, you to kind of just stay the course right yeah i i'm not too big for 60 uh probably walk around at like six at i think yesterday i was 64 and a half mm-hmm. which um is 10 pounds heavy mm-hmm. but um 10 pounds for a wrestler i could cut that in two days and make the weight and the rest compete just fine mm-hmm. um some others that have to move up or down they're struggling with you know trying to diet off some uh some excess fat mm-hmm. or, you know, just trying to find some mysterious empty tank that, or a tank that they can just drain so mm-hmm. they can make a, a lower weight. A lot of guys, some guys cut a lot as it is. They might have to go up or, you know, try to cut even more to make it, you know. And so that's kind of what we're seeing this year and we'll see it more next year. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of strategy involved in that. Um, so with 2020, again, you know, there's six weight divisions. You're in one of them. I mean, you're number one in that weight division. So that's always a good yeah. thing, right? So what, um, how do you, how confident do you feel in, uh, in, in letting me watch you on TV in uh, about a year and a half? I feel confident, you know, um, you can't get too confident. Of course. And this sport but... will this sport will definitely humble you, but uh I feel like I'm in the right place to do to do that and I feel as if I'm still progressing and getting better and better and so um certainly the the people that watch me throughout my career, you haven't seen the best yet and um certainly I hope that you see that in 2020. Um but I feel as though I'm in the right training environment. I uh 
I'm trying to get a, a kind of a stable schedule right now. I just graduated. Mm. And Congratulations. So, thank you. Um, I don't, I practice twice a day, but I don't have anything to do in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a, a local job at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm literally just trying to find anything to kill my time. So um, I don't get bored mm-hmm. um, and kind of make some extra money. But uh, in between that, you know, I'm, I feel comfortable and confident that uh, I, I don't think I want to take that back. Comfortable is not a right word, especially in the sport of wrestling. But I feel confident in my abilities to make the team. Heck yeah, man. And I'm crossing my fingers for you. I think it's incredible. Yeah. So good luck. Um, sounds like we got, got a little while to go, though. You got a little ways. You got some stuff you got to get going on. And uh, hey, man, we'll cross our fingers for you. So yeah. uh, last, uh, last topic. And again, as I told you before we started recording, I'm not trying to kick you out of your sport. But one thing I always like to do is just ask any Olympic athlete or hopeful, um, you know, what's, what's next? Um, you know, as we know, um, athletic careers come to an end a little earlier, you know, let's say mid thirties, that's usually when many people, your body's going to start to break down. The, the younger guys and girls are just a little bit quicker than you are. So, you know, obviously you have a while until then. Um, but what is on the horizon for you? You know, you got 2020, 2024, 2028 in LA. So I hope you're going to be gunning for that. But, um, you know, what's next for Dalton? Yeah. Um, so, uh, wrestlers, we kind of have a, we have a younger peaking age. It's around 27, 28 is considered okay. like the old, the old guys in the sport. And some oh, can geez, make it okay. to, uh, some can make it to about 30, but not too many are, um, kind of competing at the world level past 30. Um, I hope I'm, I'm still gunning for it in 2028. Um, you know, that's the goal mm-hmm. currently. Um, just continue wrestling after wrestling. I got a, I got a list of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before I die, I want to go skydive and I want to, cool. um, I want to own my own business. I want to do all these things. Uh, I got my degree, a bachelor's of science and marketing. Nice. Me too. So, uh, nice. Uh, so we can, uh, kind of compare there. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. We can show each other notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, after wrestling, you know, I hope I can kind of give back to the sport what uh, I got from it and go into some role of coaching. And, uh, you know, after that, um, just wife, kids, dog, house, you know, that kind of stuff. Love it, man. Love it. That's appealing to me. I I went skydiving. It was, I'm a terrified of heights, but that was one of the coolest things I've ever done. So I highly suggest it to anybody out there. Um, And yeah, man, I've been out of college for a little while now, but um, you know, I do run a business and it has something to do with marketing. So I think that there's yeah. definitely an opportunity there. So congratulations, man. Yeah, I mean, good luck. I think 2028 would be killer. Um, does sound like with either the, the timeline you laid out that you might be on the older end. But I mean, hey, yeah. man, you stay in good shape. You do everything right for your body. Maybe it'll do right for you. So you'll be around in another eight, nine years. So that's awesome. Exactly. Well, Dalton, that is, uh, that is it for me, man. Dalton Roberts, USA Wrestling, Olympic hopeful, number one in the United States for the 60 kilogram weight class, right? So again, man, thank you so much for your time. Sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Dalton Roberts. Very cool dude. As I said, this story, how he got into wrestling is pretty funny. Sibling rivalries and slices of pizza, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, So very happy, very thankful that he was able to join. Um, All of his information will be in the show notes, all his socials. 
So will ours at ourathletes.us on Instagram, at ourathletesusa on Twitter, www.ourathletes.us on the internet, and Michael at ourathletes.us. If you have any feedback, I am very open to it. Please, please, please reach out. I think it'll be fantastic. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you to Launching Podcasts again for sponsoring the show, www.launchingpodcastswithans.com. Promo code Mike for $50 off on how to create your very own podcast. It's a step-by-step video course. Everything I learned is in this. And it's really helped me become better and better at creating podcasts. So I absolutely love it. And um, yeah, so thank you too. If you could please rate, review, subscribe, share, comment, do whatever you got to do, especially on iTunes and, and Apple Podcasts, giving us five stars would be sincerely, sincerely appreciated. Um, it helps more and more people see the show, which means more and more people will listen to these incredible stories of these incredible Olympic athletes, hopefuls, and legends. So really, really glad about that. So other than that, hope you make it an absolutely wonderful day. <music>